Hey, Score North listeners, it's Phil Mackey here. And starting Monday, September 23rd and running through Friday, September 27th, we at Score North are raising money to feed and change the lives of Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, supporting the Union Gospel Mission Shelter in St. Paul. We're auctioning off some awesome sports-related packages, including Twins playoff tickets with luxury transportation to the ballpark, a Gopher football tunnel experience, a Vikings-Packers package, also live show sit-ins with Glenn Perkins, Alex Boone, and a lot more. Money raised will go directly into helping transform the lives of Twin Cities homeless. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals is where you can see all the packages. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or if you just want to donate, you can go to the same website. A dollar ninety-six provides a meal and shelter for a homeless person. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill with you here for the next two hours. little break from the Vikings talk before Matthew Collar is back with another edition of Purple Daily, talking about that big Vikings win yesterday at 2 o'clock. But we have a lot of Twins to talk about between now and then. Derek Wetmore, as this team inches closer and closer to a division championship, like I said, magic number now three and until yesterday nelson cruz was inching closer and closer to history and a personal milestone that he came into the season with his sights set on yeah. according to Derek falvey and thad levine about that <laughs> telling telling the team telling your future bosses telling the people that you're going to work with that i plan on hitting 40 home runs this season this year i'm 39 and we're going to the playoffs yeah Okay, you're hired. <laughs> you're hired. Apparently with age comes wisdom. I like the optimism. If if you can deliver on three quarters of that optimism that you have for yourself and for our team, you're going to be a great ambassador for the Twins. You're hired, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, I mean, keep him around long after he's done playing if he's a soothsayer like that. Well, yeah, and and deliver he did. Um, I don't know. We can play a quick where, where were you game, but mine was... Simple. I was in the Target Field. Yeah, you were box. at Target Field. Yeah, were you so, not? yeah. So it was cool to be there for it. It was cool to hear from his teammates after the and game. And we should point out before the game, you were there to right. hand a big check, literally and figuratively, to Luis Arise for the Ronald McDonald House. That's right. Luis teamed up with Score North and the Score North First Place Twins show to raise some money for the Ronald McDonald House Twin Cities chapter. And we were able to pay that off yesterday before the game, the final home game of the season at Target Field. Regular season, I should say, because they're going to host a home game at Target Field. And speaking of charity, we have a really cool thing uh, up for auction today on the first day of Score North's Mission for Meals Benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities. Let me just get this out there, Derek, and then back to your thoughts. No, dude, this is Nelson Cruz. Listeners can help by bidding on great Minnesota experiences all week long at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Up for auction until 8 o'clock tonight to kick this thing off. A Score North Twins Show experience. Hold on, there's a typo here. A Score North first place Twins <laughs> Show experience. By the time they get this, it'll probably be a Score North AL Central Championship Twins Show experience, which includes four home plate view tickets to the first Twins playoff game, 
game day luxury vehicle transportation to the game. A $200 restaurant voucher to Red Cow or Red Rabbit, which have quickly climbed my charts of best restaurants yes, sir. in Minneapolis since coming here. And a Score North Twins show sit-in with Glenn Perkins. All that in a package up for auction right now. Bidding is currently open until 8 p.m. tonight at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. You can also just straight up donate as $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need, that's Score North's Mission for Meals Benefiting Union Gospel Mission in the Twin Cities. A great, great cause. So uh, go and get your bids in for a great, great experience and help a great cause. A great cause and a great package. Let's that's just be awesome. honest about it. That's like, amazing. Like some people. Twins game, luxury vehicle transportation, great meal, and you get to meet Glenn Perkins and sit in on a show. Come on, dude. Sign me up. And uh, the bidding for that one, we're going to do a different package each day. This is the Twins Show experience. Yes. So we're kicking off this week, and what a day to do it. Close to clinching and Nelson Cruz, Mr. 400. That bidding closes at 8 o'clock tonight. So there's no Twins game, but make sure at like 7 o'clock, 7.30, if you want in on this package and you've put a bid in, make sure you're checking back because it's not... It's not like you can just uh, figure out what people are going to put on this package right now, today. Right. you got to figure out who's ahead at the end. It's it's like the Twins being in first place for like four days of the season. Doesn't matter if it's the last day of the season. That's all that counts. <laughs> if you get the highest bid in. Be in first when that thing closes. Exactly. Slip in at 759 Do it. I mean, that's like. When you know on the Price is Right, when people would bid one dollar, there is no dirty. There are no dirty tricks here. Everything, oh, everything is fair game, fair play in uh, great twin show experience, and also raising money for charity. scorenorthcom <laughs> slash mission for meals. We digress back to your thoughts on Nelson Cruz. Yeah, no man, it was just like it was a special day at Target Field, and every once in a while in a baseball season, you get those. I'm fairly new, fairly young in my baseball covering career. You know, I've been doing this six, seven years now, and you you count on two hands the number of moments that you get to witness like that. As you go on, and if you've covered baseball for 40 years, I still don't think you're numb to it, but you just have a larger collection from which to pull. Yeah. I mean, mine's not that huge. It's it's Joe Maurer's final day storybook. It's Nelson Cruz. Um, realistically, it's the 2014 All-Star Game at Target Field when Glenn Perkins records the final out pitching to his battery mate, Kurt Suzuki. Like, it was one of those Pantheon-type moments in Twins history. And I know we're going to talk a lot about Nelson Cruz today, and it's going to be a, a ton of fun, and he's totally earned it and everything. But just to steal the spotlight for a quick second, I think for Twins fans and for people even covering this team, his teammates on and on down the list, the number of people that Cruz has affected this season. Yesterday was a really, really cool day. Yeah, I don't think, because this type of stuff gets thrown around all the time, and I think it's often overplayed and sometimes just pulled out of thin air when we talk about a team going out and getting a veteran player and, ooh, the presence and what he's going to teach these guys, and they're going to put him right next to Miguel Sano's locker and it's going to rub off on him. I think that stuff often, like I said, is overplayed and pulled out of thin air. I think with with Nelson Cruz, 40 home runs for the season and 400 career home runs aside, I think a lot of that stuff in this particular case is very very real. The 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 impact, the effect, the influence that he's had over this team and the rest of that clubhouse, I think is a real thing in this particular case. I poo-poo that often, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> I roll my eyes when I hear that narrative often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in this particular case it's real. For sure. Yeah, it's 
Same here. First and foremost, like raise my hand as the sort of cynic too, saying like, okay, leadership. I get that leadership is important, but let's not pretend like it's the only thing. Like, I my my stance at the time they signed Nelson Cruz for what fourteen million dollars this mm-hmm. winter, um, with a with an option and a buyout for another year. Which, by the way, I think it's pretty likely the Twins probably pick up that option for two thousand twenty. You think that's a good deal? Is that smart? If you're on the fence before forty homers, you think the cheap poll ads will do that. That might have swayed your leanings on on how this goes. But at the time, I was thinking, like, yeah, leadership's cool. That's awesome. And it's great if he's going to develop a friendship and a camaraderie with Miguel Sano to help him sort of take control of his career and harness his talent and start to take it very seriously, which is required um, not just to stay at this level, but if you want to be a star at this level, there aren't accidental stars. Right. That's not a thing. Doesn't just Guys don't just run into 400 home runs. It's not a thing <laughs> in Major League Baseball to be an accidental star on talent alone. So I thought, okay, that's awesome. It's a great fringe benefit. It's a great secondary component to this deal if all that stuff plays out. But let's not forget, the Twins just signed their cleanup hitter. That's what I said at the time. Um, I, in fact, I think I told you, Rami, before the season started, we were doing the home run draft for Score North on mm-hmm. uh, Score North Live, and and you're looking, you're saying, well, if I was going to pick a twin, who would it be? I said, well, they just signed Nelson Cruz, so he's got to be good for forty, right? Yeah, and, and I did. I was you did draft Nelson Cruz <laughs> on your on your word. On I was, your, that's what I said when I took him. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So we have tape. Yeah. There's evidence. Yes. Oh, I just wanted to give myself a little bit of credit on the ledger here. No, when I made the pick, I <laughs> I said Derek was talking about Nelson Cruz. Okay. A, he he's coming off what a 38 home run season yeah. and B, he's in a bad AL Central where he gets to face the Tigers, Royals and White Sox a lot. There are a lot of home runs coming for that guy. Bombus. Yes. That's what happened. So thank you. You're, I'm you're sure welcome. I finished. I, I'm near the bottom in that because of injuries and Jose Ramirez. Oh, I'm keeping you out of the basement. Months. But thank you for that, at least. He was the one <laughs> bright spot on my squad. All right. Now that my shoulder is sore from patting myself on the back with that one, I want to get back to praising Nelson Cruz because all of that stuff that you or I or cynical media members that we work with might have also poo-pooed at the time has paid off in spades. I think that you could, you could write half of his check for this year based on his ability to lead this group. And that is to say nothing of his production on the field, which has been outstanding despite dealing with two separate bouts of a wrist injury and a ruptured tendon in his wrist. Mind you, he still hits 40 home runs. He's hitting 300 for the, the, batting average crowd and by more advanced metrics like weighted on base average one of the best hitters in baseball bar none it's been a spectacular season on both the production and the leadership front and this just adds up to equal one of the best free agent signings in twins history i rolled my eyes at almost every time i heard that story my entire sports viewing and then sports uh, media career and then twice in two years, I saw it happen and be very real. Lorenzo oh, Cain yeah? last night for the Brewers and Nelson Cruz this year for the Twins. Okay. I saw both of those guys firsthand actually deliver on that narrative of that veteran coming in and leading by, whether it's by example or vocally or whatever they do, influencing a clubhouse and bringing 
a a winning attitude. These are I feel like I'm spinning so many stupid sports talk radio cliches right now. As long as you recognize because, it. Because more times than not, they are. These things that I'm saying more times than not are stupid sports cliches that guys who do what we do talk about, and most of the time they're pulling it out of thin air, and it turns out to not really have that effect, or at least not to the degree that they think it does. But I've seen it happen now twice in two years. I think it's rare, but when it happens... And it's real. It's real, and we have to acknowledge it. You can't underestimate the free agent signing of Nelson Cruz, and it goes far beyond home runs. Far beyond home runs. Yeah, which is saying something because 40 Bombas is 40 Bombas. Like, he is the leader, the undisputed leader of the Bomba squad. And um, not just with his bat, like, obviously. I want to read a stat line for you that. That I think if you if you would have told me this in the winter, I would have said, sign Nelson Cruz. So two forty eight batting average with a three forty seven on base percentage and a five eighty, I mean elite elite slugging percentage. That's with thirty three bombas in four hundred and twenty four plate appearances, and the batting line I just read you is not Nelson Cruz; it's Miguel Sano. And I think that that is a non-trivial component here. I could go up and down the list. In fact, this would be a fun experiment to go sit in the Twins clubhouse and say, all right, boys, we've got 30 minutes. We just we have to sit down here and we're, we're phone lines are open. If, if you want to call in Twins players, you know what I mean? Or if you yeah. want to walk over and figuratively phone into the score on first place Twins show. If you have anything to say about Nelson Cruz, positive or negative, we'll we'll mask your identity if you need us to. Are you guys first time, long time? <laughs> like a disguised voice. We can definitely we can definitely garble your voice if that's what if that's what it takes, or silhouette your face There's on the no camera. Light on their face. <laughs> yeah, I think Nelson Cruz has been a great influence on this clubhouse. <laughs> It's like the skinny neck. It's Taylor Rogers. You're like, yeah, I know. Nah, but like, just because, because I think you guys are overblowing this. Just about everybody. Other guys can lead too, you know. All right, sit down, Sally. Nelson, sounded like leader. Tibbs there. Dude. Thank you. You guys got to be mentally tough. Bring a lot of toughness down the stretch. Uh, this might be a big day for impressions for me. I want to keep that hat in the bag for a quick second. <laughs> and just walk over and talk to us. Like, if we need to protect our identity, we will. But, like, you just want to know how has he impacted? Because the narrative when he was signed is, um, I mean, I think there was a little bit of, like, race lines drawn and said, like, well, Miguel Sano's from the Dominican Republic. Here's one of the most respected Latin players of his generation, if we're being honest about it. And similar tools. Yeah, similar body types. Power guy. Yep, you know what sure. I mean? For sure. So I, I'm not saying that it was like all racially driven, but right. I do think there's people an element. definitely do that. There's an element of like, oh, he can lead him. It's like, like if there's a white wide receiver, all the comparisons are white wide receivers. Totally. People definitely do that. 100%. <laughs> For sure. So it's, yes. it's like Boy, a cognitive. Boy, you know that Adam Thielen, Boy, he reminds me so much of Wes Welker. Wes Welker, you know? yes, that's right. I was thinking Jordy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that's just me, though. I don't know. I think we're both out to You something. guys are missing the Julian Edelman comparison. You that's know, right he's like. Picking. He's like a combo of Welker, Edelman, and Jordy. Super like Edelman, except didn't cheat and take steroids. <laughs> but 
I'm saying like the, the the Nelson Cruz dynamic extends far beyond Miguel Sano, the leadership that he can present. I mean, Mitch Garver called him Superman yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Miguel Sano called him one of the best people I've ever been around in my life, and I thank God for letting me play baseball with Nelson Cruz. Like, think about that statement. And that's that's like we're just scratching the surface here. So I I just want to underscore the point that the 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 performance has been amazing, but an underlying reason that makes Nelson Cruz great, from my perspective as a as a journalist slash entertainer, microphone guy covering the Twins, his preparedness and another cliche term that gets thrown around way too often, Rami. Professionalism. His professionalism. Ooh, exactly man, that's right. That's a good one. Because I was told yesterday by a number of different players that this dude just shows up to Target Field or wherever they are on the road and he just thinks about work, baseball. And it's not like, it's it's not work in that like, oh, if I take 600 swings today and I do that every day, then I'm going to hit bombas. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, how can I get the most ready for 7-10 first pitch? And I'm going to have four, five plate appearances today. I need to know the pitchers that I might be facing. I'm going to study up. I'm going to rest my body up. I'm going to ask the Twins to sector off a nap room at Target Field so that I can get my shut-eye in if I didn't get enough sleep last night when I come to the park so that my body is ready. That's professionalism. Right. That's preparedness. That is getting ready to do your job. And if that rubs off on even one guy, let alone a clubhouse full of 25 and the number of guys who've cycled through this summer... That is worth its weight in gold. Like you can't, you can't underscore that. It's not going to get captured in his wins above replacement. And I credit the Twins for recognizing that players are more than the total of their war. I was going to bring this up later in the show. Oh, here we are. Um, but since we're already down this road, okay. yes, Nelson Cruz sets that tone. But I think Rocco Baldelli and, like you said, the Twins as an organization set that tone. Okay. Have you seen the LAF T-shirts around the Twins clubhouse? I haven't seen them, but I read Dan Hayes' story. Yes. You know what, Manny? Have you read this? I, don't, I was going to ask Derek, but, but he already knows apparently because he read the story. Do you know what LAF stands for in the no, Twins clubhouse? Tell you what, no idea. If I told you as a as a shortstop on the Twins team, and you ask me. Hey, uh, coach, what time is, uh, what time do we show up for stretch and stuff tomorrow? Say, so you know what time you need to report tomorrow? LAF. Late as. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's like, that's a borderline official policy of Rocco Baldelli and his coaching staff. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's a borderline official policy of Rocco Baldelli uh, and the Twins coaching staff. LAF. I would say, yeah. Show up to the park. In the handbook. Late, late AF. Late, late as your friends. Yes. Yeah. Late as family yeah. will allow. Yes, exactly. I don't think you guys are getting it. Oh, okay. No, it's, <laughs> no. it's a bad word. Well, Fill us in. It's a bad word. <laughs> I can't say it on the air. It's a, it's a bad word. Late as the Federal Communications Committee will allow us. I think that's great, though. I really do. Like the like telling guys don't overwork yourselves because for so long, and I, I think this kind of goes across society, but we're just talking about sports right now. Like people always thought the only way to get better, the only way to succeed was work, 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 work. They were like Rihanna, work, work. And yes, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. about to do it, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, Thank you. But I think load management and making sure guys are rested enough to perform at the highest level that they can perform at is a new thing that's taking over baseball. It's taking over sports. And I think the smartest corporation like Google and all your Fortune 5, well, not all of them, but a lot of your more modern Fortune 500 companies, they have nap rooms. 
and like lounges for employees to hang out for as long as they need to to like clear their head. You know what I mean? For like, sure. I think that's a I think that's a really smart thing that the twins are are adopting. Nelson Cruz and Rocco Baldelli and LAF. Nelson Cruz knows the work that he needs to get done in a day to be ready at seven ten, right? And then to be ready again in the seventh inning and to be ready again in the tenth inning as a thirty nine year old man, like he knows what it takes. He doesn't get bonus points with the Twins. I don't think, at least. I, I, I guess Rocco, call in and set me straight if I'm wrong on this, but I'm, I'm going to speak for them in this case. Cruz doesn't get bonus points if he goes out and takes like fly balls in right field and 600 ground balls at third base just in case they need him in an NL park or whatever. It's like they laid out his job this summer, uh, sorry, this winter, and said, hey, over the summer, this, these are things we're going to ask you to do. Lead by example is one of them. Mentor some of these guys if you can. Show them how to be a professional. Oh, and hit like a lot of bombos for us and have professional at-bats all the time and drain the opposing pitcher and show these guys how it's done and take a guy like Luis Arise. under your wing when he comes into the clubhouse at 22 and doesn't exactly even know. Like, he's equipped to be a professional, but he's never seen it before. He's never lived it before, what life in the big leagues is like. Show that guy. Show Jorge Polanco. Show Max Kepler. Show Mitch Garver. These guys have done it for a, a, a little bit, but not like you, Nelson. So do all that. Produce at the plate. We're going to give you some days off, and we're good here. If they laid out that blueprint and he took it and said, okay, sounds good, and he just checked every single one of those boxes, how could you not look up to that? How could you not respect that? Right. It's not about, you know, the eyewash or false hustle. Hustle is hitting 40 bombas when you're going to turn 40 next summer. Right. The, the the stuff that he's done in his career on the field are impressive, and he's he's worked to rehab his image over the last six, seven years, and uh, I think quite successfully done that. But that work on the field, from my perspective, doesn't happen without the stuff that he's done behind the scenes, and that's when you when you talk to Twins players – that's the stuff that they point out about Nelson Cruz and why they're so happy for him we today. Have, do we have more Nelson Cruz love that we got to get to next segment, or you got something else you want to roll in? I have a I have a little game. If you guys Ooh. are down for a game on a Monday, do we need to get Ram Rami in the no, studio. No, no, no. He's still on a leave of absence oh. after his alcohol related work <laughs> incident. So we're we're gonna still keep him. We're gonna honor that code. He might right. be back uh, as early as this Friday, but right. don't hold your breath. I get it. I understand. He was out of control that day. He really was. It Spilling was like coffee. Speaking of professionalism. In the hallway. He violated every every code it was in a radio studio. Ridiculous. So a Nelson Cruz game coming up next. I got two of them for you. Ooh, guys. two Nelson Cruz games next on the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three. Rami, Derek, Manny, back with you after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. Three, here's a drive right center field. High and deep to right center. Number 400 for Nelson Cruz. He hit his first home run in 
Minnesota against the Twins. Number 400 in Minnesota for the Minnesota Twins. Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number three. Rami Makloff, Eric Wentmore, Manny Hill with you till 2 o'clock. Purple Daily at that time. I got to admit, um, I was not watching that game yesterday. I was watching football. Um, and like any so, good blue blooded American. And right? so I did not hear that call from Dick Bramer. I did not know that, that he hit his first career home run. In Minnesota yeah. against the Twins. Yeah, pretty cool. And then 400th in Minnesota as a member of the Twins. That is pretty cool. Well, we all remember uh, Texas Rangers, Nelson Cruz, and that actually plays right into this game. Before we do play, I've got two games for you guys. One of them should be easy, and okay. one of them I think you got no shot, but it'll be fun. All right. Uh, before we do that, will you read that auction package again? I uh, will. Because right I now, have a couple of them. The Score North's Mission for Meals uh, event is going on, benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities. Listeners can help. By bidding on fantastic Minnesota sports experiences all week long at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals up for auction today up until eight o'clock tonight to kick this thing off a score North twins show experience, which includes listen to this four home plate view tickets to the twins first playoff game. You know, the first time I read this, I didn't even realize it said playoff game. I'm Ron Burgundy. I don't even absorb what I'm reading. Playoff game? Probably game three of the ALDS. Math give away tickets to a playoff game? Four of them. Four of them. And uh, not bad seats, from what I was told. A game day luxury vehicle transportation to the game. $200 restaurant voucher to Red Cow or Red Rabbit. And a Score North Twins show sit-in with Glenn Perkins. Bidding is currently open until 8 p.m. at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. It's Score North's Mission for Meals Drive, benefiting Union Gospel Mission in Twin Cities. If you're a Twins fan, check it out. I can't imagine a better playoff-type package there. And then, just as a bonus, get to sit in on Glenn Perkins on Baseball in our uh, brand-new shiny studio down the halls at Hubbard here. So, that'll be... Obviously, this is going to go to a deserving person, a Twins fan, probably a listener of the Score North First Place Twin Show because you, so. you heard it here first, and the bidding window is limited to 8 p.m. tonight. So take that Twins off day, get some dinner with the fam, whatever you need to do. I would and totally then, be that guy who slip, slips in at 7.59. Get on your computer at, yeah, 7.45 and just and, and watch. Hopefully, you're in first place at that time, but if you're not, it's okay. You've got 15 more yeah, minutes to get in sure. first place. Yeah, get in a nice bid now and then watch it, and then 7.59. If you don't have the winning bid, just slip in and get it. Yep. Mission for Meals this week. It's Score North's push to help feed and care for homeless people around the Twin Cities. Uh, The Nelson Cruz game, the first one, boys, is actually, I think it's pretty easy. I'm going to ask you to put your thinking caps on and maybe just, here's how I want to do this. Because Manny Hill, we've... We've established very well on this show is just the encyclopedia of yeah, sports it's knowledge. Even, it's, it's not even fair. Sports trivia with him would actually like be pretty me, fun at a bar. To put me against Manny is just not <laughs> no, even no. You're fair. on the same team, right? No. You're on the same team. It's against the clock. Okay, but yeah, putting like if we went to trivia with Manny, they'd be like, "Sir, please put your phone away." Oh, he's dude, like, "I yeah. bring my phone." Like he's the ringer. It's in my car. Yeah, exactly. Like, how did you know the 1978 Super Bowl MVP? They'd kick Manny out. They'd kick Manny out of bar sports trivia. Are we talking about Super Bowl twelve or Super See? Bowl thirteen? Well, the year of nineteen seventy eight, the Super Bowl that was contested that in seventy nine. That was the oh that was contested in seventy nine. Yep, so like the, in that February of seventy nine. So that was the Steelers and Cowboys. Just leave. At the, even, uh, at the Orange Bowl. I don't even like you. Was. I don't even like you. I think Terry Bradshaw was the MVP of the game. I think he was. <laughs> so I could jealous. be wrong, though. I'm so been. jealous that my brain doesn't work. Like Manny, that. I've never heard you say I could be wrong, and then you actually were wrong. The you're, Steelers won uh, 35-31. You're just being way. modest. 
So, Rami's going to need your help with this one. I can guarantee it. But I'm it's, sorry, Rami. It sounds like you're up for the task. So, game number one, boys, I'm going to try to have you figure out the active players ahead of Nelson Cruz on the home run list. Ooh. I'll have you guess first, Rami. So, he's number 57 all time. 57? I'm sorry. I think he stands alone in 56 now. That he passed Al oh, Kaline and Andres Galarraga. Not among active players. That's right. Okay, yeah. all right. All-time home run leaderboard, Nelson Cruz is in the mid-50s. Okay. Uh, 400. Not many guys have hit that milestone. Right. There are three that are still playing the grand old game that are ahead of him on this list. So think pop, think longevity. I got one. Think sluggers of this generation. I'm going to ask one, Rami first. Obvious, yeah. I know I got one. Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is number one. Can okay. I get a bell? All right. Even yeah, though, let me uh, find the bell. There, there are two more hitters who have more home runs and are still playing baseball. Manny, can you help him out with a second one? I have to do some thinking right now. Uh, Surprise, there's three. Who uh, else has hit 400? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, boys, and I'm going to give you some hints, and hopefully it's not too obvious. Um, I don't want... Uh, listeners to call in for this one and help these guys cheat, but get ready and buy your phone because for the second hour or the second game show, I do want your help. Okay. Cheating. So six five one six four six eight two five five. I don't think you guys are going to get the next one without cheating. Um, but but so so this first game, both of these guys have killed the Twins in their career. One of them is very close to home. Miguel Cabrera. Number two. Right? Okay. Number two okay. on the active list, Miggy with 475. Okay. One more. And I got to tell you, he has devastated the Twins. If you polled Twins fans on the street and said, Twins killers over the last 10 years, go. It's, you wouldn't even have to say Bombas or anything like that. They would say Joey Bats and this guy. Oh, Edwin Encarnacion. Edwin Encarnacion. He's got is 400. Third. 414 Bombas. Wow. wow. Very quietly, 414. And that's Unless kind of he's the, playing at Target Field. That's kind of the point of this. Yeah, then they're loud home runs. <laughs> yes. That's kind of the point of this is like Nelson Cruz is a generational slugger. And from my perspective, even having covered him for this full season, he's done it pretty quietly. It's like he. Popped on the scene at 28, Texas Rangers, some Baltimore Orioles in there, Seattle Mariners. Yeah, he got a big contract, but it's like, don't think necessarily. I mean, unless I'm off here, he's not like Mount Rushmore of this generation, but he is. He is one of the power sluggers of his day uh, in in an era that is rewarding the long ball. He does it better than most. So I'm, I'm proud of you guys that you got the three active ones ahead of him. It took a lot of leading us to water no, for us no, to drink. No, not crazy. Mm. Not crazy. I wouldn't have gotten Miguel Cabrera if he didn't say very close to home. I think that Manny would have. Away from <laughs> Sorry to throw you under yeah, the bus, Rami. I, I would have gotten it eventually. Especially <laughs> consider they're going to Detroit. Like You would have thought generational power sluggers. He's not the same Miggy now. Well, but see, that's, that's the thing. is It's hard to think of him now because he's just not doing that anymore. Right, but, right, right. Um, if not for that ridiculous contract, I'd feel bad watching Miggy play baseball. Like it's gotten really, it's, it's gotten painful. really, really bad. Yeah, it's gotten really bad. Well, I mean, and injuries. Guardy has to see it every. And day. I loved watching that dude hit. Like yeah. he was one. Of, he was one of the most entertaining guys to watch in the box. I mean, but, injuries get everybody. Yeah. Like here's, this is the other point. Nelson Cruz is almost forty. Yeah. 
He's older than Miguel Cabrera by a, a couple of years at least, right? He's, his bones and joints and muscles are like significantly healthier than me, and I'm in my late 20s. <laughs> Miguel Cabrera is exactly one year older than me. Oh, is we, we have the same birthday, April 18th. He was born in 83. I was born in 84. Okay. Huh. So he's 36. So Nelson Cruz got a good three years on three him. Years, You're years. like almost exactly to the day as old as Joe Maurer. I didn't know that. Yep. Joe Maurer's in April 83. Alrighty. Joe's birthday is a day after mine, April 19th. Well, you still got a ways to go to catch him on the career hit list, but I'm pulling yeah. for you. <laughs> you get there, man. About 2,000 hits plugging. short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here's the game show number two. And this is the one that I want listeners calling help with. Um, well, you don't think me and Manny can do this? I don't think you can do this. I give Manny a fighting chance. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Sorry, bud. I, That's all right. Okay, I'm trying it. to think of what's a fair Manny's time brain limit. Works, mine doesn't. I get it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what's a fair time limit, and I'm just gonna set it totally arbitrarily at three before we start taking calls. The first minute is all you, Rami. Okay. I want you to name the number of guys. I'm gonna <laughs> copy paste this over into a sheet so we can delete them as you do it. <laughs> okay. The number of guys. Number of guys. Since Nelson Cruz debuted. Since Nelson Cruz debuted. What year was that? Well, I'm actually going to just pull back 10 years because he didn't hit very many home runs in 07. He didn't hit very many home runs in 08. 2009, he burst on the scene with the Texas Rangers, made his first all-star team, and hit 33 bombas that year. Okay. Since the start of that 2009 season, Nelson Cruz leads the major leagues in home runs with Mm. 378. He is the MLB leader. Since the start of the 2009 season. In home runs. All right. In the past decade. All right. Really is what we're talking about. Okay. How many of the rest of the top 10 can you name without cheating? Manny, if you want to watch the clock and then I'll, I'll let you jump in at one minute. Okay. Rami Makhlouf. Give me the, give me the question one more time. I just want to make sure I'm clear. How yes. many, how many more of the top 10? The start start of the 2009 season, Nelson Cruz is the MLB leader in home runs with 378. Gotcha. In three minutes, Rami, and then eventually a tag team with Manny, how many of the rest of the top 10 can you name you have a minute before Manny joins? Go. 651-646-8255 if you want to jump in after I fail miserably at this. So (laughs) we we know a few of them, right? We know Miguel Cabrera. We know Albert Pujols. Miguel Cabrera is five. Albert Pujols is three. We know the other guy that we just said, whose name I'm already forgetting. You only have a minute before Manny jumps in. I don't have Manny's brain, who's the other guy that we just named. He holds a parrot on his arm when Um, he walks around the bases. Juan Encarnacion. Edwin Encarnacion, I mean. All right. Um, (laughs) You got both Encarnacions. You uh, named them both. Mike Trout. Mike Trout's got to be on there, right? Mike Trout is number eight. Okay. um, 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 Who else? Uh, Bryce Harper. Is Bryce Harper on the list? Bryce Harper is not on the list. Not on the list, really. Manny, Um, how are we doing on time? Are you going to join him soon? I got about thirty seconds. Okay. Oh, geez. God, my brain is just locking up right now. Two thousand nine Bomba leaders in the last decade. Ken Griffey Jr. No, he was long gone already. Uh, I'm just reaching for anything right now. Um, Ten seconds. uh, Anthony Rizzo is Rizzo is Rizzo on there? No. You wish. Uh, 
Um, no, he started playing way later than that. Oh, uh, uh. All right, Rami, this has been fun, but Manny, I'm going to need you to join in and help your buddy. If you guys want to talk it out, talk through it, whatever, you've got two minutes. God, my and brain just completely locked it's up. It's funny when you get put on the spot. Like, if yeah. you and I were talking in the host's lounge, you'd oh, get I'd this get, list. At least, I'd get five, at you least. You go on the radio, it's totally different. Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of struggling, too. Let's start okay. it up again. Two minutes. Um. Well, do you want to keep it at one then, and we can just get some listeners to jump in at the at the two minute mark? Let's do that. Sixty seconds to the both of you, Manny. Let's hear it. Who do he miss? Oh. The obvious ones from two thousand nine to two thousand nineteen. Bomba leaders. Oh, jeez. I'm yeah. I'm struggling right now. Um. Okay, this makes me feel a little better about myself. That that. Uh, Tommy. Baseball savant over here yeah. can't get him. Brainy. Tommy is here. not on the list, Manny. So, okay, I'm trying to think. Okay, so what? Okay, pause. Pause for a second. Okay, let's <laughs> clarification. Rules. Yeah, clarification rules. on the on the criteria here for these guys. So they've hit 400 home runs. No, no, this is just the top 10 home run hitters over the last 10 years. In the last since, 10 years since Nelson Cruz yes. debuted. Okay, yes. gotcha. Okay, and that's why Tony's not yep. on the list. Okay. So Cruz jumped out and uh, hit 33 home runs in his first real prolific home run hitting season, 2009, in Arlington, Texas. So these guys are not necessarily on the 400 home run no, club. No. They've just... These right. are just the right. top 10 home run hitters. Okay. So let's get this clock back going now that that clarification's out of the way, and I want listeners to start lining up. 651-646-8255. Manny oh, Machado? Machado's not on the list. Um, this is hard. You guys are a little too recent, except for Ken Griffey Jr. That was way too far. Yeah, that's way too far back. Um. Ooh. Am I still helping Manny here? Or is he? Yeah, of course. Oh. You guys can no, talk we're, it we're through. We're working together here. Um, um. I'm just gonna sit back and smile. Why is my brain doing this? I know. I know. Mine too. Oh crap. Two two of them should be slam dunks. Like I expect you guys to get this before the clock hits zero. Batista. Joey Bats is number six on the list. Okay. There we go. Nice, nicely done. That was one of the slam dunks. Um I got nothing, dude. I got nothing. I have absolutely nothing for you. We got callers on the line. Should we just put them on blind? <laughs> it's clear you? you guys need to be put out of your misery, so let's get the callers to jump in. I see a few of them lining up here. All right. Line one, who's this? Uh Tim. Hey What's Tim. Up, Tim. I'm just gonna guess is A Rod still on that list? A Rod is not on the list. That's no, a good that's guess, a, that's though. a great that's guess. A good guess. Thank you, Tim, for the call. And by the way, callers, I, I'm glad Tim followed this rule without us saying it. We can probably kill the clock, Manny. I trust yeah, the listeners. It's a, we're, we're out of time you guys, anyway. It just you guys, ran out, so, you guys yeah. had no shot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's a it's a fun game, and I know I would have done the same exact thing if I was put on the spot. But it's just a fun way of pointing out like. Nelson Cruz is in some pretty elite territory. Okay, the rule wait. for callers here is one guess per caller, because otherwise I don't want Rain Man to call in and just snipe the final four. <laughs> is, is, hey, 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 you guys had your turn. Oh, yeah, we're out of time. Let's, let's right, hear, right. let's hear but, what the callers have to say. Right. I see a few more. Line two, who do we got? Brian. What's Brian, up, Brian, hey, what's going on? You're on the Score North first place twin show. John Carlos Stanton. John Carlos Stanton is on the list. Okay. He's is number he? four. Good call. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate the help. When did he come into the league? Uh, I don't have his no, stats up in, off the top of my head. It's, that makes sense. He's but, been in for a while. That's right. And he was about, Mike. And think about Mike for a couple of years. Marlin, You're thinking yeah. of Yankees, John Carlo. Don't forget yeah. that he hit a few in uh, South Florida. I do see, uh, is it one more caller yeah, on there more that more can help line us out? Line three. What do we got? 
Hey, it's Mike from Minneapolis. Hey, Mike from Minneapolis. What's going on, man? I was screaming Joey Bass and Stanton at my radio. So (laughs) so I'm kind of out, but I'm going to take one shot in the dark. Okay. Um, We all love him. Uh, I'm going to go with Adam Dunn. That's a great guess, but Adam Dunn is not on the list. Yeah, That's all right. right. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, he was screaming at his radio as I was kind of sitting back here, just uh, just smiling a little bit. Were those the two that you said were slam dunks? That the we callers gotten? got the slam okay. dunks, and right, so yeah. I appreciate them for that. The other three, I guess uh, the top 20 is really fascinating, but do you guys just want me to spoil it? Yeah. I, let me get one more guess. Let's hear it, it. it won't count because it took too long. I'll give it Is to you. Is JD Martinez on the list? No, but that's another great guess. Okay. There are some there are some power hitters that we think of now that are not in the same echelon in the same category as Nelly because they don't have the longevity. Kyle tweeted one that I think is probably on there and we should have gotten one. David Ortiz. David Ortiz is not on this really? list. Really? David Ortiz is number 18 over the past 10 years. Well, think about it. Yeah, you know, you know what? Now that I think about that, it makes sense. Because Ortiz missed, really started to come into his own his first year with the Red Sox Technically, quote-unquote, missed some time and did it in the era of juicy baseball. So that's too bad for him. Is that another caller jumping on, too? Yeah. We've had some pretty uh, well, good luck without pre-screening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I'll give you reverse order from 20. And it, we're we're getting overdue for a break here, so I just want to see if the callers are able to help us finish this list. If not, I'll spoil it for you guys. Number twenty, Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Matt Kemp, David Ortiz, Mark Reynolds. Ooh, I have a guess. Joey Votto. Hold on to it for a second. Mm-hmm. Robinson Cano, Evan Longoria, Adam Jones is a little bit of a clue. Mm, Curtis okay. Granderson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ryan Braun. I got one. Yeah. Number 10, boys. The same one. Yeah. Chris Davis. Chris Davis. Which one? Chris with a C. Yeah. Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles, number 10 on the list. So you got two more, and I didn't expect you to get these. And honestly, I think they would flabbergast you. If you want any blind guesses, too late. You had your chance. Number seven on the list, boys. Jay Bruce. With 291 bombas since no the start. No way in hell I would have guessed of that. Of 2009 no season. Jay Bruce. And number nine on the list, Justin Upton with 281 bombas since the start of the 2009 season. Wow. So your top ten is Nelly Cruz, Edwin Encarnacion, Albert Pujols, Giancarlo Stanton, Miguel Cabrera. Jose Bautista, Jay Bruce, Mike Trout, Justin Upton, and Chris Davis. I shouted when they were first ballot Hall of Famers. That's quite that's a list. list, man. And that's a, that's that game made me feel bad about myself. I didn't mean that to be the case. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for creative ways to prop up Nelson Cruz and say, "What an unbelievable career this guy's had in his thirties. He's been one of the best sluggers in in baseball history, frankly. And over the last ten years, a prolific time for home run hitters. Nobody better than Nelson Cruz. Yeah, I would agree. Nelson Cruz appreciation tour continues. Is that it for the Nelson Cruz appreciation tour for this score North first place twins show? I had fun with it. I had a great time with it. (laughs) Except for the whole feeling stupid part. That part didn't feel so good. I'm sorry. So we'll hit a quick break and then uh, I will try and get my confidence back and carry on on the Score North first place twins show live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three. Rami, Derek, Manny, back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North twins show. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 
All right, Score North Download Time. It is brought to you by Baird Baird, offering trusted financial advice and services since 1919. And we've been talking all hour on the Score North First Place Twin Show about Nelson Cruz hitting his 400th home run and the Twins uh, taking the finale against uh, Kansas City at home yesterday. Well, here's what Rocco Baldelli had to say about the uh, home finale at least the regular season home finale, and Nelson Cruz hitting number 400. Uh, for everyone here, I think it's a very memorable day. Last home game, it's been a good season to this point. I think we've we've loved playing here. Nelly going out there and hitting his 400th home run, you know, maybe he picked the perfect day to do it. It, it worked out. I think we're all honored, actually, to even be here and witness it and, you know, enjoy this experience with him. He's done a lot of great things. This is just the latest one, but it's a very, very special one. Yes, indeed. We've been talking about it all hour. That is your Score North download. Now back to the Score North First Place Twin Show. That's what we are. Live from Boma Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. On the other side of the glass, the Vikings talk comes back your way at 2 o'clock right here on 1500scorenorth.com and that handy-dandy, nifty, so-so-free Score North mobile app where you can stream us live, you can download so, so and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts. Give us those five-star ratings and your very kind comments. And it's also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including Twins Thoughts from uh, Derek Wetmore and others. And Derek, you're currently uh, brainstorming a column right now. That's right. For scorenorth.com. Been working on it a little bit, workshopping this with uh, yeah, people around Target Field, but also just kind of in my own little brain trying to think through this. Um, what, what, and no, it's not what position should Miguel Sano play in the postseason. He was two for four with two bombas and four ribbies Oh, yesterday. my bad. I forgot to mention that coming good, out. Dude, my dude. bad. Hey, I don't hold it against you. It's fine. The mainstream media trying to hold him down, and he just keeps hitting bombas and making now, plays at third base. Now you know I'm a Sano backer. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. <laughs> You're right. It was a little theater of the mind for you there. Just not fair. But carry on. <laughs> okay, you can get back on the bus. <laughs> That's fine. So I'm trying to figure out, because the narrative that I would like to push back against is, nice season, Twins. Here's your pat on the head. Take a biscuit on your way out the door. No chance in October. You just don't have the pitching. And, like, I get it. I mean, I'd rather be the Astros, too. If I was the Twins and you offered me truth serum and the opportunity for a magic genie to grant me three wishes and all three of them were on the Astros instead of the Twins, I would take that. Like swap uniforms? Yeah, and players okay. and organizations sure. and methods and everything. Like, I just think the Astros have a higher percentage chance to win this World Series. Sure. So if that's your goal, then great. But the no chance narrative is what's killing me right now at the moment. And the, and it's specifically the no chance because pitching narrative is killing me right now because I think it's really far from the truth. I think it's really far off. I think that the Twins are outmatched in terms of starting pitching. Yes, the Houston Astros run out Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Granke. And by the way, Ryan Presley's back. Like, all right, I get it. It's not bad. Not bad. That's why I'd trade with them. That's a lot of wishes to waste on just swapping baseball uniforms, but like flags fly forever. So right. we know this to be true on the Scorner First Place Twin Show. My point is this. The Twins offense is good enough to carry them to a series win, and if the pitching can do enough, they have a chance to win the World Series. And we talk about it like it's a zero percent chance. So as a way of pushing against this narrative, Rami and Manny, I am trying to come up with, how would I construct the pitching 
for a round one series. Let's say you face off with the Astros. Let's say you face off with the Yankees. Let's say these are the days. Like We know the ALDS starts on Friday, October 4th. So just historically speaking, they'd go game one, game two, Friday, Saturday. They get a travel day or recovery day. Games three and four would then be like Monday and Tuesday, travel day. If necessary, game five, Thursday. What would I do to cover those 45 innings if I was the Twins? And that's just, it's a long way of saying, it's what I'm thinking through right now for my next column. How would I attack a pitching plan? So I know you guys have thoughts on this too, and I haven't settled on what I'm going to do. But I, I like, like let's talk it out, shall we? Are you asking if I would... If I would have an opener day or a bullpen day or what 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 yeah, exactly or just and when like okay so I'll I'll start okay. Jose Barrios is starting game one for me. All right, available out of the bullpen is going to be Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, Sergio Romo, and Trevor May. Obviously, everybody's available, right? But like, if I can win game one and all five of those pitchers throw, I'm good. Those are your strong, sturdy branches on the trust tree. That is the that is the wide sequoia right trunk. Oh, it's the trunk of the trust of tree. my oh, trust okay. tree. All right. uh, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, and my whole goal going into the series, guys, because you're probably going to go on the road. My whole goal is to split the first two games away. This is the best yeah. road team in baseball. You got to steal one on the road. I think you go take one and you come back to Target Field. Now you've wrestled home field advantage away in, mind you, a very short series. So you win one there, let's say New York, come home, see what happens. So Barrios is starting game one. And then I think I'm starting Randy Dobnek in game two. He's opening that game for me, and out of the bullpen I have available. But it's it's Johnny bullpen, right? Yep. Okay. Included but not limited to all four of the guys at the trunk of the trust tree that I mentioned before, but also Martin Perez in a wide group, and then I'm starting Odorizzi in game three. That's how I'm getting through the first three games. We're trying to construct the Twins' starting rotation for the postseason. Bullpen day? How do you line things up? Gibson, Perez... If you want to get in on it, 651-646-8255. You can tweet us at SKOR North. One more hour of the Score North First Place Twins Show. Live from Bombasso to the land of 10,000 rakes. Coming up right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. A high fly left field. Very deep. Going back is Merrifield. Gone. And it is a five-run first inning. Number 32, 76 runs batted in. Another blast to left center field. Headed toward the bullpen. Stay hot, Miguel Sano. <laughs> you think? Way to go, Hawk. Get him. <laughs> Get him. 
<laughs> Hour two of the Score North first place twins show. Live from Bo Minnesota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is three. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill taking you right up to Purple Daily at two o'clock. If you're listening to us live on 1500scorenorth.com or the Score North mobile app, those highlights there, Manny's way of reminding me to tell you Miguel Sano was two for four with two bombas and four RBI in yesterday's win. Manny, can I appreciate I, you. Well, can I just say how much I enjoy LaTroy Hawkins when he's doing the broadcast? He's good, I, man. I, I, I like I like everybody. I, I think Roy does a really nice job, and Justin's done well, and everything. But I, I really like Latroy just because in the middle of a ball going out of the yard, you'll just hear Latroy like kind of in the background as Bramer's calling, just get out of here, get out of here. All right, there you go. There you and he's go. very nonchalant. Like, yes, like he yes, said right I love there. It. Like, Pretty hot, Miguel Sano. Yeah. <laughs> like as he's rounding the bases. Just got done depositing a baseball on the surface of the sun. Pretty hot. Pretty hot there, too. Kind of good. Yeah. So before the break, I love Hawk too. you were uh, contemplating, Derek, just how to how to structure the Twins pitching rotation and pitching staff as a whole in the in the postseason. It's Real, a puzzle. Quickly recap what you said you would do if yeah. you were Rocco Baldelli and it's West not, Johnson. It's not perfect, but so I'm going to go Jose Barrios in game one. I'm going to go Randy Dobnik in game two, mm-hmm. and I'm going to probably have Martin Perez available there for a string of lefties if I can. The Yankees hit righties and lefties both exceptionally well, but they got some lefties in their lineup, and Perez, low-key, has been awesome against left-handed hitters this year, so... He's on my postseason roster, and then it's but it's kind of the Johnny Holstaff approach. Everybody's available for that because there's an off day after it. Sure. Game three is Jake Odorizzi, and then I'm actually I'm I'm gonna probably start Barrios in game four, knowing that I'm not gonna get 125 pitches out of him. He's not gonna be at his best if I ask him to do that. And then um, Jake Odorizzi is gonna be available for short, maybe out of the bullpen. In game five, I think those are my two best starting pitchers right now, and I want to get as many outs of them out of them as I can. I do have Martin Perez on my postseason roster. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So we'll start there. That's where I kind of asked you guys is if, like, if it's there's some hand wringing about that, I want to know if you, if you think that, he's been good enough. I'm going to do that for two reasons. One, I'll tell you in a second, but the other reason is that I want the other team thinking and not knowing which direction I'm going. Sure. I'm not naming any starter beyond game one if I'm the Twins. When the when the postseason starts, I'm going to say fill in the blank is my game one starter. And that's it. That's all I'm telling you. Yeah. You'll get the other info at whatever deadline it is that you need to get the rest of the info. And I'm going to go a little unorthodox with you here. I never noticed your coffee mug has your name on it. Very cool. Um, it's a gift from a uh, groom's dinner. I'm so easily distracted. But anyways, I'm going to go a little unorthodox here. I'm not going to say who I would start game one, game two, game three. Here's what I'll tell you. I feel like your best chance to steal one in Houston is whatever game Justin Verlander starts. Really? Yes. Because Justin Verlander gives up home runs and the Twins hit home runs. That's my thinking there. I'm not saying you have a good chance. I'm saying that's your best chance. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't, frankly, but... No, uh, but okay. I mean the logic. You might not agree with it, but does the logic make sense? Yeah, I'm not saying sure. you have a good chance at it. I'm just saying that's probably your best chance. Your point is, you might not have pocket aces, but if you've got pocket eights and you're short stacked, exactly. it might be time to push. Exactly. Interesting. I feel like that's your best chance to put up some runs. Okay. When we, when we talk about those starters that the Astros are going to throw at you, that's your best chance to put up some runs and win a slugfest in Minute Maid Park. Okay. So whenever Justin Verlander goes, that's bullpen day for me. Interesting. 
Because you're probably going to have to score a bunch of runs on bullpen day to win. At least on paper, that's what you probably assume. You're probably going to have to score a bunch of runs to win bullpen day. When Johnny Holstaff goes to the mound, you're going to need to score a lot. Your best chance of doing that and your best chance of winning one in Houston is probably against Justin Verlander. So Justin Verlander Day is Johnny Holstaff Day for me if I'm Rocco Baldwin. Let me ask you, are you kind of are you hedging a little bit too in saying that if you think bullpen day is your worst chance, you're throwing your worst chance out there so that when you have a difficult, a more difficult, apparently by comparison matchup, you're saying, I want my best opportunity, my best foot forward. That's part of it. When Garrett Cole starts. I'm for saying example. on the day that I feel like I can score a bunch of runs. I'll put the guy out there who might give up a bunch of runs. And in this case, that guy is Johnny Holstaff. Okay. I don't know why I don't know why that you think that Justin Verlander is more susceptible. But if that's because your logic, he gives up home runs. then it makes sense. That's how the twins score runs. He gives up a lot of solo home runs, though, Rami. I know, but that's... Look, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. You guys are misunderstanding what I'm saying <laughs> Pocket seven's I'm not, not an ideal situation. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm just saying I mean, he gives up home runs. The twins' primary method of scoring runs is putting the ball over the fence and into the seats. So hit, Is it not? So hit... Eight fair. solo home runs against Justin fair, Verlander. Fair, fair. If that's what it takes, <laughs> it's your best chance. Again, not a good chance. I think it's your best chance. Uh, you had a second reason, but I first want to ask you, does this logic change if it's the Yankees? The Yankees pitching is a bit of a mess right now. Yeah, I'd, I've been mostly focused on the Astros. Okay. So right. I, don't, I don't know exactly Plan for the worst. That. Right. And if it gets a little bit better, right. then great. It probably would change things. Okay. Um, All right. Even if it's Justin Verlander game one. Johnny Holstaff, game one, but, but Boy, that's dicey. I'm not. I'm gonna do the cry council from last year, and I'm gonna pull some kind of switcheroo. Of course, that that throws them off their game. Of like one, maybe two batters, maybe an inning with my with my opener, and then I'm going probably to Martin Perez second for a couple of innings, and then take okay. it from there and work your way up the trust oh, tree. Fascinating. And then, so I don't know where I don't know where these guys are going to fall in terms of which game they'll pitch. I'm just saying, Justin Verlander goes against Johnny Holstaff, and then we'll figure it out from there. And Johnny Holstaff day is going to be an old, the old switcheroo where I try and pull the rug out from under him and surprise him and change their approach in the box by not giving him the pitcher who they thought they were. Gonna You're not going to try something super cute, right? Like start Odorizzi, let him go two innings and pull him. So he's available again in a couple of days. I might do that. Oh my gosh. I might pull something like that. Okay. All right. This is your pitching plan. This I is think fine. What, whatever you I'm can following you down this road, whatever you can do to gain an edge or gain an advantage or play your best matchups. You got to do that because you're going to be sure. a heavy dog against the Astros in okay. a five game playoff series. All right. And you had another reason for bidding. Uh, Martin Perez on the road. Is that just it? You need to have him lurking? I would have him there to keep them guessing. Okay. In terms of, is he starting? Is he coming in later? In the first inning, in the second inning, third inning, what he, having that guy there makes them wonder, makes them think, and doesn't give them a guy to necessarily game plan for. Because you could say, yeah, we might start Martin Perez game two or game three. We really don't know what we're doing yet. Still sorting through things. Still sorting through things. <laughs> We'll tell you. When do I have to tell you? That's when I'll tell you. <laughs> and not a second sooner. <laughs> not, not a second earlier. Thank you very much. Exactly. So that's how I'd play it. All I know right. it's I know it's crazy. I know it's, it's unorthodox outside the box, but I feel like you got to pull out all the stops when you're going against a team as good as the Houston Astros. Okay. 
Is that so far out there? No. Okay. I feel you. I hear what you're saying. We don't agree on everything. There's logic thing. behind all of it. You don't have to agree with the logic, but yes. there is logic behind all That's of right. it. Manny, how would you handle the pitching staff in the postseason? Pray. Wow. Well, it's not it's not <laughs> spawn insane and pray for rain. It's just pray. Well, I mean, well, here's, here's the thing. Even with the Yankees, I mean, Luis Severino looked pretty good last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't know what you're going to get from him because he's only going to have a couple outings under his belt by the time you get him. And Paxton's been pitching pretty well for them, too, lately. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 going to be... I don't give the Twins a zero chance of winning either against either team, but I think they're going to be up against it. And I, I mean... I I will I will stay with the thought that I will go Barrios game one, and hope that I get an ace performance from him, which is like seven innings, and then hopefully I only have to use Romo and and Taylor Rogers to to finish that one out, and then I I would bullpen game two. Okay, I would bullpen game two because you have and the then, off day after. Yep, and then roll with Odorizzi game 3 at Target Field. So I thought about going Odo game 2 and bullpen in game 3 if that's what we're calling it. Um but it's just you want cuz because the logic there was you want to have your best pitchers available later in the series to mm-hmm. go another time. And if Odorizzi, who I think is your second best starter right now since Pineda got pinched, yeah. is you're, he's your second best starter, and so if you if you wait until game three to start him at best, you're going to get a bullpen day. Or you're going to get twenty to twenty five pitches out of him in game five out of the bullpen. That's a tough situation. Um, so I I was at first I was in favor of front loading as much as I could, but I think I've kind of backed off on it, and it's now a the philosophy is split on the road, come back, win two as best you can. Do you not like the idea of, as you put it, doing something cute and throwing Jake Odorizzi out there for a hitter or two? I think that the challenge that I've had with that is that it's not Stratomatic. Because you rolled your eyes when I said I was going to. You asked me if that's what I was planning and then rolled your eyes when I said, yeah, probably. I'm playing the part. Yes. (laughs) I'm playing the part. This is, um, and to continue playing the part, this isn't Stratomatic baseball, Rami. Is that your Patrick Royce impression? No, no, oh, okay. it's, I, it's a little. This bit is better. not Stratomatic baseball, Rami. What in the world are you thinking? <laughs> I don't think that a player, especially maybe even a veteran player who hasn't experienced doing what you're talking about, which is coming out and facing a few hitters and then. Rest and recover and be back in two days. I don't think it's as easy as just saying, hey, we're going to try this. Unless, like the Astros, you planted that seed much earlier and said in May, hey, you know, I'm just guessing here, but like, hey, uh, Lance McCullers, we're going to use you in a slightly different way as we march toward the postseason. Or, hey, Charlie Morton, I know you've been a starter all year, but we see some pretty good value in you coming in and just shutting things down here. We're going to win a World Series title, and this is how. And then you get buy-in from that player. But I think if you just go and say, all right, October's here, boys. I know we won 100 games, but throw that all out the window, and here's how we're going to get it done. Trust me. I think you, you, you run into some challenging there from the human side of the game that you might look around if you are a player in that clubhouse then and say, 
Why are we panicking and changing literally everything we did to win 100 games and stack up six consecutive winning months? What are we doing? Why don't we just go out there and put our best against their best and see what happens? You know, But what? isn't that... Sorry, Manny, let no. me just get this yeah, point out. Ahead. Isn't that why you... I'm sure there would be some some study behind this, some data, some analytics behind what I'm talking about before they went ahead and did it, before they just heard me on the radio and went, that's a good idea. Do <laughs> what Rami said. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there would be... <laughs> they might catch the podcast later. I don't know if they listen live. I'm sure there would be, you know, they, they would the do their due diligence to make sure this was the best course of action. And sure. in, in Major League Baseball in 2019, you sit down with a Jake Odorizzi or whoever you decide to do this with, and you go, look, here, this is why, this is what we're thinking about doing, and this is why we're thinking about doing it. And you make it make sense to that guy. Isn't that what we've been talking about all year, that the Twins have been very good at at taking the analytics, the data, the biomechanics, and making it something digestible for these players yeah. that they can buy into? If you're asking me if the Twins have had that sit-down conversation with their starters, my hunch is that they have not. And now we're talking September 23rd, magic number is three, you're about to clinch this thing, head on into the postseason once you punch your ticket, but then you go to either Yankee Stadium or Minute Maid Park, and that would be it'd just be a short runway for me if, if you're – Presenting this idea, even if they're analytical humans, they are humans, to then say, hey, changing the game plan a little bit. What do you think about this? I think you missed your mark for that. You missed your window. Michael McGivern tweets at Rami is tweeting, says, start Gratterall for two right-handed flamethrower. Have Perez come in, left-handed slop, his words, not mine, for two. Bring in Duffy for two right-handed filth. Smeltzer for two, left-handed slop, and then Rodgers or May, depending on who's coming up in the order. And uh, he didn't specify, but both those guys bring some heat from both sides of the plate. Okay. I think is his thinking. Fair. I like that, to keep them keep off balance. Well, Mike, and thanks for the tweet. Um, I just, to me, it's like, you're not having the same batter necessarily face the guy. So, like, you might time up Gratterall, and that's fine. Sorry, Gratterall. There you go. Yeah. It needs a lot of work. It if does. he's going to make the postseason roster, we got to sharpen that thing up. Gratterall. That's, Gratterall. Wow. You're a natural. Thank you. All right. You're you're assigned to that one as well. <laughs> you got the second Damn baseman. It. You got the flamethrower out of the bullpen with 100 in sync. Gratterall. Gratterall. So, all right. So, you're Giancarlo Stanton, and you face that guy. And then... Next time around, you face that guy again. Well, and then who? Martin Perez comes in, and you might not see him because it might not get back around to you. You're not asking him to get nine outs. I think that there is logic there, and I know I I've traded notes with Mike in the past. I know he's a smart dude. I just don't think that the 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 juxtaposition is all it's cracked up to be. Sometimes I think a lot of times you just go with your best pitcher given a matchup. Oh, lefty? All right, Perez is actually really good. Trevor May is actually really good. Oh, righty? Okay, we want Tyler Duffy, right? <laughs> it's like you just you just pick based on who's coming up, situation in the game and everything like that. It's really complicated. Like if it was easy, every team would try to do it. It's a complicated puzzle. It's a tapestry that needs to be woven. You know it would be nice to have right now, and I know it's very much hindsight to, to look at it this way because there's nothing they can do about it now, but... I have a guess. I actually have two guesses. Why don't you hit me with yours? Tell Michael Pineda not to take that diuretic. Well, yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's one of them. Okay. Having Dallas Keiko right now would be kind of nice. Interesting. Hey, you know what? He's been he's been pretty solid for Atlanta. Now I was about to do something. I'm not going to. I thought you were going to maybe put a pin in that. That's no. A, 
Just another guy who's been bouncing around my brain for a while. Uh-oh. Doesn't that's not a happy face that just washed over your well, countenance. And this is just bitter Cubs fan coming out. <laughs> there have been a, like for a, a little over a year, there were a lot of Brewers fans. And then when I moved here, Twins fans on my timeline going, man, sure glad we didn't sign you, Darvish. That guy's garbage. So glad we didn't give him that money. You, Darvish, don't look now, has been one of the better pitchers in the National League for. Yeah. The bulk of the season. You Darvish, you Darvish would look really good in this Twins rotation. Right I'd love now. to have you Darvish. He'd look yeah. really good in the Twins rotation. Right I'd also now. love to have Ryan Presley. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have Sam Dyson. Any one of those three pitchers would be helpful to the Twins right now. And all three, as you well know, have either Twins connections or uh, reported Twins ties and interest. I was unplugged for a while. Uh Anything new on Sam Dyson before we go to the break? There is. Uh, Lavelle Neal of the Star is Tribune it, is reporting. It too much for a couple minutes before we go to a commercial? Should we address it next segment? It's a lot. I'll leave that to super producer Manny Hill. What What do you think? Let's uh, break and come back with it. Let's leave it a little bit of before we break. Listeners. Let me tell Score North first place uh, Twins show listeners about Score North's mission for meals benefiting Union Gospel Mission in the Twin Cities. Listeners can help by bidding on fantastic Minnesota sports experiences at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals up for auction until eight o'clock tonight is a package for score north first place twins show listeners it's a score north first place twins show experience which includes four home plate view tickets to the first twins playoff game game day luxury vehicle transportation to the game a two hundred dollar restaurant voucher to red cow or red rabbit plus A Score North Twins show sit-in with Glenn Perkins. Bidding is currently open until 8 o'clock tonight at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. You can also just straight up donate as $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. And we'll have packages for you to bid on all week long. Well, and I know it's early, Twins fans, mm-hmm. uh, in, in this bidding. It does close at 8 o'clock tonight. But think about that package and what it would be worth to you. Four home play view tickets to a playoff game, luxury vehicle transportation, a $200 restaurant voucher to those two great restaurants that Rami mentioned, and a sit-in with Glenn Perkins on baseball. Think about what that package would be worth to you right now, and know that if you go to scorenorth.com slash mission for meals right now, as I'm as I'm saying this, if you're listening live on live.scorenorth.com or AM1500 or wherever, an $1,100 bid would put you in first place right now. And so I kn- think about that. I know it's Score North's mission for meals, and that's catchy, and, and they do give meals to the homeless at uh, at Union Gospel Mission in, in the Twin Cities. A few of us had the chance to go out there yeah, we experienced and that. visit and tour the facility last week, but it's a lot more than meals. It's a lot more than a cot. It's They are, they are doing the, the full treatment of trying to change and turn around people's lives who have found themselves in a tough spot i was i was blown away by everything that they do for people in in that in that facility that was the part that impressed upon me is it's uh it's not a it's not a band-aid solution or that's what their aim is anyways it's not a short-term fix it's how can we get this person's life turned around it's food it's a place to sleep it's a shower it's clean laundry but it's also help with mental health physical health right the spiritual aspect of it, the the support aspect of it, 
it's it's an amazing thing going on over there. So it's it's a great cause that you'd be helping out and a great package that, that you could bid on right now at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. We'll hit a quick break. On the other side, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh yeah, what's going on with uh with uh damaged goods. Sam Dyson, damaged goods. Right after this, it's the Score North first place twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of ten thousand rakes, where the magic number is three, and we'll be back on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Uh, the Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and Scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Lamont Wade Jr. with his second big league home run, a no-doubter, to the second deck. That's what happens when you swing at a first-pitch fastball. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, magic number three. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill with you for another half hour or so. Purple Daily coming up at 2 o'clock. Get back to the Vikings talk here on Score North, if that's what you're looking for. And if you're listening live on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. So you were getting me caught up after a five-day staycation where I was pretty unplugged from from sports and and the the twins for a, a good portion of that. The latest on Sam Dyson. It's not good news. Okay. Um. You know Dr. Neil Elitrash. Yes. The I mean not personally, but I've heard of him. Yeah. You guys aren't homies. No. But he is the shoulder surgeon of note on the West Coast. He is the guy who saw Byron Buxton. He did Clayton Kershaw's surgery. Um, probably forgetting some big names in there. I believe he did Glenn Perkins surgery, as long as we're just talking about the who's who of people who've had their shoulder done. And uh, Sam Dyson was out there visiting. According to Lavelle Neal of the Star Tribune, the twins are also aching for answers. I'm quoting Lavelle here directly. The twins are aching for answers as to how they dealt for a reliever with a solid track record and who apparently was injured when they acquired him. According to sources with knowledge of the situation, the twins have investigated whether San Francisco was aware that Dyson had a a sore shoulder when the Giants sent him to the twins in exchange for three minor leaguers. End quote. I mean... Because the first thing that popped up for Dyson was the elbow. And he said at that time that it was tendonitis that he's been dealing with for a couple of years. I think he said, my elbow's been pretty sore for a couple of years. And after the his first IL stint, he said, this is the best I've felt in that time. Hmm. Okay. I just, so is the shoulder something that... Because tendonitis is a chronic thing. There's, sure. there's no way he's had tendonitis in his elbow for two years. And that wasn't in the medical reports that the twins got, right? Sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. Is that- but if the shoulder wasn't, if he was complaining about the shoulder and it was never officially looked at or examined and the team kept from the twins that he had said something about that, yeah. I'm not I'm not privy enough to MLB policy on trades and injury players injured players involved in trades to know if that's something that they have to disclose. Like yeah, this guy's been saying something about his shoulder but nothing that we've felt. I feel like you always make a note out. of it. I feel like MLB teams and uh training staffs sort of duty really is to to track some of that stuff. So I guess I'll I'll ask you guys too is what do you want to happen here? What like what do you want 
what outcome would you like to see? Because here's the possibility. Sam Dyson goes for shoulder surgery and his season's done. And then the Twins, he's ARB guy next year. They could either give him a raise and keep him around or they could non-tender him and he's a free agent. What do you want to see happen? Not only from a Twins perspective, but like just even looking back on this trade. If they, I mean, if the Giants knew and they are required by MLB rules to disclose whatever they knew, even if he had never been examined for this shoulder problem by a doctor, then whatever whatever penalty is 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 you know whatever penalty is attached to that crime, loose use of the word crime, is what needs to happen. Whatever compensation that they should get for the Giants hiding that info, if they can indeed prove that the Giants hid that info that they should have disclosed. I mean, I don't again, I don't know what the what the repercussions are, but whatever it is, that's what it should be, right? Well, a couple of years ago, you remember. So AJ Preller, did I see a headline? Did I see this correctly? He just got run in San Diego. I know uh, Andy Green was fired as their manager. Uh, I'm not sure. No, I think they kept the rest of the coaching staff for okay. you know, the remaining week of the season. Did uh, uh, I should have known this before the show. Um, anyway, A.J. Preller, the GM in San Diego, he traded Drew Pomeranz a couple of years ago. Um, you're right. I must have seen the headline wrong. Um, boy, there's a scapegoat firing in San Diego if I've ever seen one, though. But anyway, he traded Drew Pomeranz. And it came out after the fact that the Padres had been based on a based on an investigation. They had been like sort of willfully subverting information that they had two different sets of medical reports, allegedly, and that one was for public consumption in case trade partners came calling. And the other was like, hey, let's keep this on the down low. Let's uh, let's just keep this in, within our walls. We need it to help players get better. I do remember better, this now that you're talking about but it. But we don't want the Red Sox to know about this if he ever comes calling on this guy. And so that happened. They traded, quote-unquote, I hate calling it this because it's a real person with a real life and a family, but damaged goods. That's the Red, fair. The Red Sox traded for that. Uh, and, you know, the Padres got in trouble. They got their hands slapped. The trade was reversed, and then Preller was suspended 30 days without pay. So that's like the only precedent that I can think of in this case. But two things on that. One, Lavelle's not suggesting that. Lavelle's just saying, hey, the Twins are looking into this and we'll figure out what's next for the Twins. He talked to some sources that basically said they're investigating if there was any foul play here or or, or whatever you want to call it. But one... Buoy for reversing the trade because that doesn't help you pick up another high-leverage reliever. You thought you traded for a high-leverage reliever, and it turns out, no, you don't have that. Right. Uh, By the way, I got a tweet last week that someone plays a drinking game. Hopefully not at work. Hopefully they listen to the podcast, but plays a drinking game for every time we say the term high-leverage on the Score North First Place Twin Show. I got to say... That's not going to make me slow down. Oh, man. It's yeah. an important term in modern baseball. I'm going to keep talking about it. <laughs> high leverage spots, high leverage relievers, drink, drink. But the one thing of this is it doesn't allow you to go back, much like Michael Pineda getting pinched, learning about it in September. That's too bad because it doesn't allow you to go back to July when you could have done something about it. So that's one thing. The second thing, though, guys, is... I know that the Twins are surprised by how this went down. I know that for a fact. But I also know that they don't believe that it was like nefarious intentions, that there was ill will or ill intent 
from Farhan Zaidi and the Giants staff. This is what I was told anyways, that it's not a situation where they're going like witch hunting here. Probably based on Lavelle's report here, looking for some answers and right. They should. But I guess I don't expect this to be an A.J. Preller situation in San Diego where it comes out after the fact, oh, yeah, Giants were lying. Huge orchestrated attempt to uh, sell a bag of goods and sucks for the twins that they were the ones that bit on it. Right. I, I, I guess my personal opinion is I don't think that's what's happening here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. No. Would I rule it out? No. Nah. I wouldn't rule that. Would, would you completely rule it out? You're saying you don't think that's what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not what happened, but I think it's a possibility. Sure. Yeah, my hunch is that they, the, the twins were surprised by how this has all come about and that, yeah, Sam Dyson being probably done for the year. Yeah, that stinks. I mean, it stinks for Dyson. It stinks for the twins. Now you got a decision to make this winter and you don't get him for October. Yeah. But... Bullpen's still been really damn good without him. They the really have part. been, uh, but yeah, I don't think you know. There's going to be like some. They're not going to turn the FBI on the Giants and get a criminal investigation going. That's just my sense. What else are they doing? The only the only way I guess me personally, and I'm not going to obviously I'm not going to try and speak for the Twins, um, but the only way I would I would be upset about this is if the two prospects that they gave up to get Sam Dyson turned into something. Sure, then well, I'll be mad. Yeah, it's, it's but three, if they, actually. If those, well, if, if those guys, if what they gave up for Sam Dyson, if those, if none of those guys really turn into anything or if a couple of them make it to the big league level and they're just sort of meh type of players, then, I mean, it's just it's just sort of a wash at that point anyway. Yeah, right? I mean, at this I mean, point, chances are at this point, I had a lot of cliches in the first hour of the show. Here's another one for you. It is what it is. Yeah. There's probably not a lot that you can do about it. I hate it is what it is. Whether we're talking about... Dyson being injured, whatever whatever compensation you're going to get for whatever the Giants knew, whatever the prospects do, at this point, it, it just is what it well, is. Well, Jalen Davis has three hits in his first 32 plate appearances with the Gigantes. Uh, outfielder, solid bat. Triple-A Rochester, you were like, wow. Um, but outfield's fairly crowded in the twin system. And then mm-hmm. the, uh, the pitcher of note is, and I don't know how to pronounce his, First name, and I'm sorry, but Kai Wei Tang. Um, I think you nailed it. They gave up another, thank you. They gave up another pitcher too, Prelander Beroa. Both of those are low level guys, but I think they had some real high hopes for Tang. So anyway, it's not that they gave up nothing. Would you want to, like, would you want to see the trade reversed? Or I guess I, that's my only thought is like, where does this go? Where, where can this possibly end up? Yeah, I don't know what the, uh, what the sentence is. For this particular crime, if, sure. the, if there was a crime committed, sure, whatever that is, look in the book, see what the sentence is, and the Giants need to pay the Throw price. Throw the book at them. Throw the book at them, exactly. Yeah, and Will Smith would have been nice. Uh, Madison Bumgarner was an interesting name that we talked a lot about leading up to the trade deadline, but uh, Sam can Dyson... We, can we make them give up <laughs> <laughs> make Bum, good? Bumgarner and Smith right now as a penalty? Hey, I expect you to make good on this. I mean... We bought a high-leverage reliever. When they didn't trade those guys, they thought they were still in a playoff hunt. Like, at this point, they'd be happy to, even if it's just one more week of salary for Madison Bumgarner, just get it off the books. Send send them to Minnesota. You're going to send a legend packing a week early? (laughs) Yes. Yes. A week before his contract is up and his tenure with your team, his legendary tenure with your team is over. CC Sabathia gets a tearful goodbye. Bruce Bochy gets, like, a frickin' parade and a 
ticket to Cooperstown. Madison Bumgarner gets sent out in the last week as remuneration for uh, selling a bag of goods. At as the I tweeted deadline. that, Bill, or as I said that, Billy tweeted, and we could resolve the Sam Dyson dilemma easily by sending him back and giving us Madison Bumgarner or Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea, Billy. I think they should look into that. And they could use those high leverage pitchers in high leverage spots. That changes our whole conversation about what to do with the pitching staff if you get Madison Bumgarner and Will Smith now. <laughs> well, Use them in the high leverage moments of the game and uh, have a drink for saying high leverage. we got to hit a quick break. One more segment of the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is three right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, Score North download time. I'm Manny Hill, and uh, it's a reminder that if you're looking for all the best recap of the uh, Vikings and Raiders game yesterday. You can check out scorenorth.com to find uh, writings from Judd Zolgad and Matthew Collar, so be sure to check that stuff out. And also, Derek Wetmore's got another Five Thoughts column up as well on Nelson Cruz and uh, the Minnesota Twins, as well as uh, Mr. Cruz hit number 400 yesterday or over the weekend. So good times, good times with the uh, Twins and the Vikings going on right now, and you can check out some of that stuff at scorenorth.com. That is your Score North download. Now back for one final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show. On uh, Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore with you for a few more minutes before Matthew Collar comes in here along with Sage Rosenfels for uh, Purple Daily to talk about that Vikings win over the Raiders yesterday for a couple hours. The only show, the only uh, Vikings show, five days a week in this here market. You heard Manny say there, Nelson Cruz number 400 yesterday. We talked a lot about that in hour number one. If you missed it, go check it out on the Score North mobile app or wherever you get uh, your podcast. Also mentioned in the first hour is the Score North Mission for Meals, benefiting Union Gospel Mission in the Twin Cities. Right now, you can bid on the first of great packages that we'll be offering all week long for an even greater cause at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Up for auction until 8 o'clock tonight is this Score North first place Probably by then, division championship Twins show experience, which includes four home plate view tickets to the first Twins playoff game, game day luxury vehicle transportation to the game, a $200 restaurant voucher to Red Cow or Red Rabbit, plus a Score North Twins show sit-in with Glenn Perkins. Bidding open right now for this particular package at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals or just donate to a great, great cause. If you don't want to bid, $29 buys a week's worth of meals and a whole lot more for a person in need. So that's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Twins package, that one that Rami just read, that was yes. uh, amazing. Four tickets, luxury transport, restaurant, sitting with Glenn. That bidding ends Monday night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock so Make sure, I know there's a Twins off day, which is actually great convenient timing because now you can spend your day refreshing the bid page and see if Just you're going to win that package. Bid, 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 bid. You wanted to, uh, with the final few minutes that we had here, talk a little bit about uh, Taylor Duffy? Tyler, Tyler Duffy, Duffy would be uh, Sorry. preferable. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe as a brother, I don't know. Um, I think there is a Taylor Duffy, I think. I bet. That was, go ahead, sorry. God, what is wrong with me? The Twins. Five days off, and I'm just... <laughs> shake off the rust, boy. <laughs> the It's okay. You're probably still just sad about the Cubs. I Googled it. There's a... Uh, 
Instagram model by the name of Taylor Duffy. <laughs> Is there a Tyler Rogers somewhere? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm his brother. Sure. His twin brother's pitching for the Gigantes. <laughs> Tyler Rogers. Instagram model. My God. So, the twins, as it turned out, did add a lights-out, high-leverage, there's that word again, reliever at the trade deadline this summer. We thought it might be Sam Dyson. We thought it might be Sergio Romo. And Romo's been good, and Dyson's been injured. But Tyler Duffy, have you guys seen his level of dominance since the calendar flipped to August? Not not specifics. You want to fill me in on what he's done? Uh, would, I would like nothing more, Rami, because I actually wrote about that for my Five Thoughts column. I knew I had to give love to Nelson Cruz for hitting number 40 on the season and number 400 in his career, but I spent uh, some time in the column after that saying, hey, do you guys see what Tyler Duffy's doing this year? It's incredible, the turnaround that he's had. Now, he changed as a pitcher. The Twins have asked him to throw more four-seam fastballs up to play off that big curveball or the other way around. Instead of being sort of a, a sinker curve guy where everything's down, 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 now he's just overpowering people. I mean, he's blowing 95, 96 past you at your eyes, and then he's hitting you with that hammer curve that he's had ever since he debuted with the Twins in 2015. I knew he had changed as a pitcher, and I knew it had been going pretty well, but I didn't know it was this good, guys. Yesterday, Duffy strikes out the side, faces three Royals hitters. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. You're gone. Those three strikeouts brought his numbers into some pretty eye-popping territory. They were already crazy, but like, here are his numbers. Since August 1st, trade deadline passes, Twins add two relievers. Little did we know they awoke a monster in Tyler Duffy. Since the trade deadline, a guy who uh, Twitter DFA'd years ago has a 0.00 ERA. With 35 strikeouts in 20 and third innings. Whoa. 35 strikeouts, five walks. That works out to a strikeout rate of, get this, 46%. That's good, right? 46% of the hitters. I think that's good. I'll look it up and get back to you. Yeah, I'm not an analytics guy. Is that Um, that good? good. Here's some context, since I know strikeout rate is not on the back of your bubblegum card. Josh Hader leads the majors this year with a 48.5% strikeout rate. Second place for a full season is Kirby Yates, my guy. 41.8%. Tyler Duffy striking out 46. Wow. In the last seven weeks wow. of the season. Mm. I know it's not a full year. Hey, we're not going to compare those stats head-to-head. But since the trade deadline, Tyler Duffy is an elite reliever. Not just because he's not giving up runs. Sometimes that's a product of luck in yeah. your situation. And you just go on runs as a reliever. But Tyler Duffy, over the last seven weeks, has legitimately earned the title lights out reliever, 35 strikeouts, five walks, a 46% strikeout rate. You chalk most of it up to the the change in in his approach that you were talking about? Oh, yeah. He's added velocity. The fastball is big. It's at the top of the strike zone. And if you don't know what's coming, a high heater or a backbreaker curveball, Mm -hmm. both of the pitches are harder to hit. How much of it has to do with just like his role as a reliever too, as well? I mean, aside from the repertoire that he's using, I think, but also the role too that he's not being asked to come in and be and have the role like like a say a Sergio Romo has right now. Yeah, I think bullpen. it's it's a great question because it's like it's the old hockey thing. It's yeah, okay, you scored forty goals as a center, but you were on the third line. You were never facing anybody good. Whereas Sidney Crosby's getting the other team's best guy every single night, and he's scoring goals. 
it's the same deal for me. So to answer your question in a more succinct way, Manny, part of Tyler Duffy's turnaround is he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. But we're about to find out how much of it is attributed to that. Because guess what happens in October? He's getting the heart of the order. He's one of your best yeah. weapons out of the bullpen. Could we be seeing, because I've heard people lamenting Ryan Presley going sure. somewhere else and doing and doing the things that he's doing. Who's the big joker in Oakland who's throwing like 100? Liam, Liam Hendricks. Liam Hend- he was yeah. on the Twins. Well, he was why throwing was like he doing 92 that? when he was here. Could, could, we, could we finally be seeing a, a, a reliever figure it out and become dominant while still in a Twins uniform? That's a great Do point. Do you think that could be what we're witnessing right well, now with Tyler Duffy? Let's go both because Taylor Rogers is that guy. Right. And so is Tyler Duffy. Yeah. Right. We might also, I don't know, the jury's a little bit out on this guy, but I've been singing his praises for a few years now. Trevor May might be this guy, too. He might be a guy that they took and said, raw talent, power, a lot of pitches, swing and miss ability. Let's harness this. And we could be seeing at least two of those three blossoming before our eyes while still in the Twins organization. Go figure. A success story that happens while they're in Minnesota. And also, Trevor, let's not hang that curveball anymore. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to end this thing on a down note, but the thing that always scares me when we see stuff like this is bullpens. Relievers are so volatile, man. Sure. So volatile. Some of the best bullpens in baseball last year didn't have a lot of turnover in terms of the, the faces and the arms that were down there. Went to the bottom ranks of of bullpens this year, and there's almost no explaining it. When you look year to year at individual relievers and bullpens as a whole, it's just a very volatile position in baseball. It's why you try to do it 15 times. Right. (laughs) And you got five of them for next year. Yep. Uh, Hey, before we get out of here, make sure you check out that scorenorth.com slash mission for meals, guys. That Twins auction is done tonight Tonight. at 8 o'clock. We'll be back with you tomorrow. At noon, coming up next, Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, Sage Rosenfels talking about a Vikings win for Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill, Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening to the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is three.